Arizona straight to the line. There's the snap to Murray. Murray looks left, pumps once, looking, looking. A lot of time. Now he throws, and it's intercepted by the Lions. Picked off down the left sideline. Oromorier picks up a block at the 30, 25, 20, Amani 10, 5, and he's spun out of bounds right there. I see you, 24. I see you. Welcome to the 20 Minute in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. I am Tim Twentyman. You guys all know PJ Clark. And PJ, we're on the road in Indianapolis here. You know, no starters. There was no Amani or Uariye like, no. like there was in, in, the, uh, in the opener there. Um, and, and look, you no know, Jared Goff, a, a lot of starters. 32 guys, including starters and injured guys, didn't play today. But it gave, you know, some backups an opportunity to play. Some guys that could play some key roles if injuries happen. You know, some guys that are fighting for roster spots and, and an opportunity to, you know, maybe catch a coach's eye and, and be in the conversation when, when Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and, and and everybody sits down and decides who the best 53 guys on this roster are. And, you know, what I guess 27-26 win for the Lions. What's your biggest takeaway from Saturday's win? I think the biggest takeaway is that it was a win yeah. after a slow start, a lot of field goals to, to start off the game, and then the, the two-minute drill to end the first half by David Blau. It was good to see him finish a drive with a touchdown. I think that was much needed by, by everybody, and I think that set up the momentum. Good run defense, good run offense, good, you know, a tough, gritty game. I think that's the way Dan Campbell wants these Lions to win this year, even though it was the backups. You know, I think he loved the fact that his football team ran for 175 yards right. and held a Colts football team that was second in the league in rushing last year uh, that had the leading running rusher in, in Jonathan Taylor. Now, Jonathan Taylor didn't play, and, and Nelson, some of those guys up front didn't play, but that's still a system predicated on the run. That's still a, a tough football team that wants to run the football first it was still the same system and to hold those guys to 30 rushing yards I thought the defensive line played terrific I thought they were great all week and then offensively for guys like Evan Brown Tommy Kramer um, you know Logan Stenberg and, and really across the board to, to open up some of the holes they did and for guys like Greg Reynolds and, and Jamar Jefferson and Godwin Igwebukie I mess that up every time. I'm going to get it eventually. One of the, it's only year two, but no, but those guys they're were, still tied. They were good. And, and they were they, awesome, and they, and they ran the ball, controlled tempo, controlled the clock. I think Dan Campbell, when he sits down and watches the film of this tonight, he's probably already starting to do it on the plane. Oh yeah, he's going to love how those guys played up front on both ends of the football. I think this is the. This is how he drew it up. I know he said post game that that Ben Johnson was the one calling the plays today, and I think that's another thing, uh, another important note yeah, good to point, to point out. You. Yeah, that that Ben Johnson was in control and it worked. I mean, there were a lot of field goals you would like to see. You know, a couple drives stalled out early. That first drive was moving the ball, moving the ball, and once they got to the red zone, a little bit tougher and. There were a lot of reasons for that. I think most of the wide receivers that played today were very small. Not a lot of jump ball opportunities in close quarters down there where you have a Josh Reynolds or a DJ Chark. That's what these guys are here for. And, you know, Khalif Raymond is not giving you that same jump no, ball Khalil opportunity. Khalif had an opportunity and, yeah, and couldn't come down with one. It yet. just, you know, that's a personnel, you know, who you got on the field more than anything else. But I think that Ben Johnson did a very good job effectively calling this game, and, and it was wildly efficient on the ground. You know, in the win, which you talked about off the top, why that was so important. We've got a clip of, of Dan Campbell explaining just why preseason week two is important to get a win. 
it's important. It's very important. And uh, especially with a young team and uh, just, you know, where, where we've been, where we're coming from, and, you know, where we began to go at the end of the season, man, it, it's, it's got to be uh, part of our DNA. It's got to be become part of who we are. And uh, we have to embrace every moment and, and treat it like it's your last moment. And uh, because if you don't and you just kind of accept it, then you'll just be average or above average. And that's not good enough in this league. So that's a step in the right direction. I thought we got better these two days, and I thought we got better today. So this has been a, a good week for us. You know, and that's important. We got better today. We got, we've got we gotten better over the week. And and look, like you look at Baltimore and how many wins they've won in the preseason. They take that serious, right? I mean, it's oh, a yeah. culture thing there. And that's kind of what Dan Campbell's trying to instill, too, is, uh, yeah, it's the preseason. In the, in, the, in the ultimate grand scheme of things, wins and losses don't matter. But they do to him. And they do when you're talking about building the confidence of young players, when you're talking about just building a winning program and a winning atmosphere, that's why Saturday was important to him. Yeah, and I think it makes sense for what he's been preaching this whole time is that they are not showing up here, even after a good two days of joint practice and a lot of good work, as he's been saying repeatedly. They're not showing up here to, to go lose a game. They're here, they're here to win no matter who's on the field. It was an important game for David Blau and Tim Boyle. I think Definitely. that was one of the things I was really um, looking at heading into this game. We knew Jared Goff wasn't going to play, so it was going to be the, the David Blau and, and Tim Boyle show. And, and David Blau started, which I think he's earned over the first two weeks of camp. I don't know if you would agree Definitely. or not, but yeah. I think he's been probably the more consistent of the two not only last week um, in the preseason game for Atlanta, but the, the couple of weeks of training camp leading in um, to this week. Um, and, you know, I, it was a good performance. You know, I thought, like you mentioned, it was really good for him to get that two-minute drill at the end. Um, like he finished 16-22 to 22 for 75 yards. So, you know, a lot of short stuff. He did rush for a couple first downs, um, had 18 yards on three attempts. Um Made one bad decision, and, and that was throwing high, a little bit high into coverage. Ball flips up in the air. It's picked off, returned to the Lions 21-yard line, I think it was, or somewhere right around there. Defense does a great job after great that. Great stand. Um, allows no yards, forces you know a, a, a field goal. But the you know he made the mistake with the fumble last week, and that was one thing Dan Campbell said this week that he wanted to see from those guys is, is let's not make that big mistake. And so – David did make a mistake that led to points. It didn't kill him. They they won the game, and I thought that was an important last drive for him. You know, an okay performance. That's how I would say it was okay to good. wasn't great, but it was efficient. They scored, um, I think, three of the five possessions that he had. Mm -hmm. They scored two field goals and a touchdown. So, look, playing the quarterback position is about moving the football and scoring points, and David Blah did that. And I think the the two-minute drill is the big takeaway there, is that they had the ball with a minute and 55 seconds left in the half and had to go down the field and had to put up points. And we hadn't seen him finish a drive yet, and it was really – I think it was imperative for him to get into the end zone there and – they were able to do it. Just throw it to Tom Kennedy, right? Yeah. I mean, you may as well at this point. And then let's go to the second half um, because you've got um, Tim Boyle takes over. He starts the second half, does a great job with that first drive, um, works them right down the field, and then, boom, you know, gets a, 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 a jump from the um, Colts defense, identifies it, 
throws a terrific a dime, fade an route. absolute a dime. dime, just like the one he threw to Funchess yeah, last week. Yeah, he's two for two on fade. He's routes. got that fade route down, <laughs> and, and I think both were on opposite ends of the. Uh, one was on the left. Yeah, one, one was on, on the left, left, and today was on the, the right. right. So yeah. he's got them both ways covered. But and then who makes the catch again? Obviously, Tom Kennedy. And what did what did Dan Campbell have to say about old uh, old Tom Kennedy? I'm going to say something different than I said last time because I think I, I think I said dependable. Is that what I said? He's very reliable. <laughs> He's just reliable. That's all he is. He's reliable. He is. And it's He's hard reliable. to say anything else Eight at this point. Eight catches for 104 yards last week. Led all NFL receivers after the first week of the preseason. It catches two touchdowns this week. Um, and, you know, Tim Boyle certainly – um, love the first one. And, and, you know, to finish the point on Tim Boyle, 12 of 15, very efficient, 99 yards, was sacked a couple times, but one of them certainly wasn't his issue. Mm-hmm. There was a, you know, a, a, a blown block by the right tackle. Um, no turnovers, which was which is important and 116.4 passer rating. So, um, you know, I think it was it was, you know, it was a really good performance by Boyle. One touchdown. No interceptions, efficient, two scoring drives, including the last one of the game. That was, what, nine minutes, mm-hmm. 18 plays? Yeah, just drove. Just drove him right down the field. And, and, you know, that's a Dan Campbell drive, Peach. Yeah. You know, like, it's a tie game, fourth quarter. Let's run the football, control it. I think it took over nine minutes off the clock. I think he's setting the tone for the real offensive line. We've talked about it so much, and is that – this offensive line is going to be a top five unit in the league, and they are going to try to just beat these teams down late in games. Yeah. Jamal Williams is going to get a lot of carries He's right He's going to get a lot of – and it was, you know, kudos to Tim Boyle for, for you know, orchestrating that whole thing, using his legs a little bit. Um, yeah, he got out of trouble guy. a couple times. A couple times he made really good plays to avoid sex, really good pocket presence there. And so, you know, I thought probably if you're comparing the two quarterbacks, I, I, I think Boyle's – Day is probably a little better just because of the two touchdown drives. And, and I think that last drive kind of cements it for me, even though, um, you know, Blau had that terrific two-minute drive to end the first half. It, it's really, really close mm-hmm. to me. I thought no one really separated themselves. I but don't think anybody's pulled away yet. No, they have certainly not pulled away. But I, I guess if I was forced to pick one, I'd say I thought Boyle was maybe a little bit better just because of the two touchdown drives. But that's something still that we're going to really have to watch over this next week, and oh, yeah. then Pittsburgh's going to be huge. I think that's really going to decide it, and those guys have put themselves in a position where it could really come down to one preseason game that decides um, who is Jared Goff's backup going into the regular season. And you can look back last year. I, I remember David had a really good game in the Pittsburgh preseason game last year. He came in in the second half, threw a lot to Tom Kennedy, and, and impressed there. So maybe Tom Kennedy. maybe the pendulum is just swinging back and forth, but <laughs> – Tom Kennedy will be there. He'll we be have, in Pittsburgh. We've got to talk. He will be in Pittsburgh, and I, he's probably going to make a bunch of plays. Yeah. He's going to have a touchdown. I'm just going to forecast it right now on, on the 20 minutes of the podcast because he's going to be there, and that's all he does is make plays, right? And I thought it was really interesting after the game, Peach, when we asked about um, Tom Kennedy. And obviously, you heard the the, the quote there from, from Coach, but the fact that he was playing gunner and jammer. Oh, they and, were trying to get him and out And the there. fact that he is the one who clinched the game by, um, you know, recovering the onside yep. kick. When you're the fifth and sixth wide receiver on a football team, and that's what, what Tom Kenny's trying to be, right? Let's, yep. let's be honest. Um, you have to be more than just an offensive guy as the mm-hmm. fifth, sixth guy. You've got to be able to play special teams. You've got to do some other things because – 
look, it's going to be Chark and Amon Ross St. Brown and Reynolds and J-Mo when he gets back. I mean, that's just, that's the You have a core. That's, you have, that's the pecking you have order. Your guys. But those five, six guys, the Quintez Cephas, the Trinity Bensons, the Tom Kennedys, those guys that are fighting for those last spots, they've got to be able to do something else. They've got to be able to do special teams. And Dan's like, I, I, this guy won't go away. He just keeps making plays, so we have to find some things that he can do. And I thought it was really good by Tom Kenny. He got doubled um, he, on a gunner roll, which allowed the other guy to have single um, single on the other side he, and make a play. drew a holding call on the opening kickoff of the second half. There you which go. I didn't have that on my bingo card. but <laughs> So it's, it's, it's those little things that I think are, are stacking up to really help Tom Kenny. To be honest with you, if it's me right now and – um, I'm in that room and I'm trying to decide the last couple spots. I, I think it's really hard. I really like Quintez Cephas. Now we haven't seen him because of the the leg injury for a couple weeks, and hopefully, you know, we're going to see. Came back know, and practice. Came this back week. and practice this week, which is good. Hopefully, we see a lot of him in Pittsburgh because I think he brings a a toughness, a little different dynamic um, than what they have. He's more on physical the than more a physical. lot of these guys. Uh, he's an Amon Ra type, but he's got a little bit more size than yeah. Amon Ra too, and can play outside. So I, I really like him. And then, is it Tom Kennedy? Is it Trinity Benson? Is it you know Maurice Alexander? I was going to say another guy you can throw in the mix. Maurice here. Alexander averaged thirty eight yards per kickoff return here Saturday, and and four kicks for over one hundred fifty yards. Yeah. you know did some good things. I think caught three passes for eighteen yards, which which wasn't bad either. But amongst those guys, it's like you know Maurice Alexander can return kicks. Um, you know Trinity Benson can return kicks in that speed. It you know plays with he's him. getting a lot of gunner reps too as well. And then there's Tom Kennedy. So I think it'll be really interesting. You've got to be able for that last wide receiver spot, those last few spots, show that you can do something else. And and it was good that Tom Kennedy did that because obviously on offense he's shown that he can just make plays. He gets he's open. There. He gets open. He can throw the ball too. He can throw I, the ball. I don't think we can rule that we don't, out. We don't again. have the highlight from touchdown pass last year, do we? No, 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 I don't have that one queued up. But he can chuck it a little bit too. And and you know I talked to him in the locker room after the game on Saturday, and he said, look. I'm just trying to keep that trust. Yep. Like it takes so long to earn the trust of a head coach, of a position coach, and you can lose it so quickly. And I thought it was a really good quote by him just mm-hmm. saying, I've got to be that guy that just never loses that trust. Just keep it. And if I have that, I'll be okay. He also said, I will play anything they want me to play, even defense if they need me. Yeah, he's nice. just that kind of yeah. guy. He's a football player. That's yeah, what Tom he's, Kennedy he's is. He's a football player. Tom Kennedy's a football player. And, and again, you like, guys like, like we said last week, I think that, that plays here. It plays here. Um, the running backs, anything jump out I, with, with the guys kind of battling for the 3-4 spot? Justin Jackson hasn't played a lot. But yeah. aside from the fumble, which was not good, not but good. recovered. But he broke off. A 19, a 21. He broke off some big ones. Average 7.7, had seven carries for 54 yards. And look, a veteran guy, right, who's played, played in a this lot. league. Yeah. And so, you know, he's a guy I think that's right there with with Godwin and with Jefferson, um, you know, competing for those spots. Now, defensively, um, let's switch over to that side of the ball. A, a couple guys that jumped out to me, and, and a guy who's really been good, Peej, and I know we've talked about this, is um, Austin Bryant. Oh, right. he was amazing. He was amazing this week, and he, he was amazing he was a, today. He's been amazing all camp, yeah. I think. And, look, there's a guy that's really taken advantage of the opportunity. So, Romeo Quara, right, is, you know, still um, rehabbing that torn Achilles. Julian Aquara, what's going on in about two weeks now where he's been out yep. of practice with, with an undisclosed injury. So, um, you know, that's given a guy like Austin Bryant an opportunity to step in and play with the second unit and the first unit, and that kid's just taken off. 
He has made he gets play to the quarterback after play after play. We saw it in the joint practices, like you mentioned, and we saw it here Saturday too. He got a sack. I think he should have got another I one. I think the Kaminsky the one should have been him. But it Kaminsky was, owes him a little bit for yeah. steering him right into yeah. his arms. But but that's been Austin Bryant. When we talked to him on Thursday, and he just says, "Look, I was hurt." It, it was a Jeff Okuda situation with him. I think it was almost the same. I think he played 10 games his first two yep. years because of injuries. And so, you know, had a sneaky four and a half sacks last year in 14 games. Um, and look, he's healthy. He loves this even front, you know, being that kind of outside Sam guy on an even front. And he says it fits his game, and and boy, he just it shows looks up like it. every day. Because pra- every day in practice speech, I write his name down at least twice. He's day. he's ready to go. He looks like and and you can never have enough of those rotational edges that can right. just get in there. You know, don't even necessarily not that he's a bad run defender, but don't even worry about that. Just go third down pass rusher. Like you need somebody that can get there. Austin Bryant has has proved that. At Cause this point. havoc. Yeah. Right. Cause havoc, you know, and and you look at his line, four tackles, a sack. Um, he had a tackle for loss. He had a quarterback hit. I mean, he that's just the kind of production you're looking for on the edge. And, and another guy, we mentioned his name, John Kaminsky. I thought he was really good, too. And I've he, loved his camp. He's shown I've up. Loved he his has camp. shown up in camp. Big physical guy, yeah. right? I mean, you just you stand next to him. You're like, that's a football player. Like That's, that's another guy with, guy with openings from Levi and Josh Paschal being hurt that, that – like Austin Brighton has taken advantage of the Aquaras being down. That's another guy. There's interior reps, and John Kaminsky has definitely filled them. And they've really needed that interior rush, yeah. right? I mean, you, you talk to any quarterback in this league, and they will tell you the most disruptive rush is the rush that comes right up the middle, yep. right in your face. That's why Aaron Donald is the best defensive player to, to probably ever play the game because that is such a disruptive rush when it comes right at you. When it's on the outside, you can step up. You can do some things. When it's right at you, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And and John Kaminsky showed that a little bit today. They need Levi Onzerike to show that. They need Aleem McNeil to show that. They need Michael Brockers to show that. They need to get more juice from the interior. So it was good to see, a, you know, a reserve guy in John Kaminsky, um, you know, six tackles. He had a sack, two tackles for loss, a quarterback hit again. That kind of production is what you want to see, especially when it comes from interior guy. Yeah, and I think another interior guy that that left with an injury, I didn't see if he ever came back, but Eric Banks, Banks. had a sack today. Mm-hmm. I think he looked pretty good. Bruce Hector had had a couple good jumps off the ball. That, Demetrius Taylor's been a guy I've noted a couple times yeah, in, all, in training camp. All of those, those interior guys today really, I mean, they only allowed 30 rush yards. So they were great in the run game, and then I, I thought the pass rush was pretty efficient today as well. It was, and on the outside, Jeff Okuda and, and Will Harris, I thought that was one battle that I really wanted to see. We knew Amani Oriwarie wasn't going to play, so um, you were going to see Jeff Okuda and Will Harris, and those two are battling for that number two spot yep. opposite Oriwarie. And, um, you know, I, I thought Jeff really was solid in coverage. Yeah. They didn't attack it, him much. They attacked him one time on a third. And he made the tackle. On a third 10 for a short gain, and immediately made the tackle, got off the field. Will gave up, uh, you know, a twenty-yard catch early. He was playing a little off, and they kind of caught him in a a long crosser, and he and he got into some traffic and was trailing, yep. and and you know just didn't make the play. And then the next play was a twenty-three-yard gain on that side, and I don't know if it was a miscommunication in coverage. It looked in and um, you know, there was a twenty-three-yard completion there, so a little bit of a rougher start for him. Um, but I think it was great for Jeff Okuda. For Lions fans that that want that number three overall pick to to emerge as the guy they thought they were getting yeah. when they picked him number three, and I thought Thursday 
uh, in the joint practices, he was really, really good. I wrote that in the observations that day. I, I think I even put it in the notebook. He got his hands on a couple balls. He was talking. He was physical. And he was right on. I, I think it's important to even note that he was he was manned up against Michael Pittman, who's one of the better receivers in the league. And yeah. he was, you know, Pittman got him a couple times, but Jeff got his hand on on balls, knocked it out of knocked it out of Pittman's hands. Like he was he was ready for the challenge. He for was sure. good. He was good, and and that's good. And I I think ultimately, I mean, there's an, uh, still another week to go, and there's one more preseason game. But if I were to guess right now, I I'd, I'd say it's going to be Imani Oriwari and Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to watch Jeff. You know, he's only played in 10 games. Obviously, you guys know the, the history with the core muscle injury and then the Achilles week one. But, man, that young man has worked really hard to get himself back. He's been humble. He's put his head down. He just wants to work. And I think it's good that now, two weeks from the regular season, we're starting to see, you know, the corner the play turn a turn, little bit. turn yeah. turn the corner and get his hands on football be right there and and be that guy that the lions hoped you know he can be as as the number 3 pick yeah absolutely i thought i thought he had a, a very rebounded well on thursday and a very good game today anything else jump out i thought Derek barnes showed up too yeah he did a um, couple great stops in the run. The special team smack oh, right there. Oh, yeah. At, at, and big hit on, big on hit. the kickoff. And that's another guy. You know, Malcolm Rodriguez has gotten so much, you know, yep. talk. In, and deservedly so. He's been really, really Absolutely. good. Um, Alex Anzalone didn't play Saturday. So, you know that where he stands. Yep. Look, he's going to have the green dot. He's the mic. I think they really trust him to kind of call the plays and, and run that defense. And who's the guy that's going to be next to him? Is it going to be Derek Barnes? Is it going to be Malcolm Rodriguez? Do you trust Malcolm Rodriguez, a six-round pick, a, a rookie, to have that role right away? Um, I think he's certainly earned the right to be in the conversation yeah. with the way he's played. And and we saw and from Hard Knocks and, and some of the stuff that Calvin Shepard has said, like, can, can somebody please step up yeah. so I don't have to keep, you know, praising the rookie? And linebacker is a, such a rotational role that, you know, there doesn't have to be a set player next to Alex. They're, they're going to rotate in back and forth and back and forth. But you got to know who your two guys are, at least yeah. at the beginning. And you have to know what each guy does really, really well. Yeah. I think Malcolm's kind of an all-around, can, can do a little bit of all, but you love the size of a Derek Barnes in the run game yeah. of Alex Anzalone. So I think I think you're right, and that's a good point by you. I think we'll see the rotation with those three guys, especially. Because then you can't rule out Chris Board is a, is a coverage guy. A and, third and that's, guy. That's a guy that you're going to want out there on tight ends or running backs. And then you have and, Pittman and Woods and those guys who are really good on special teams, yep. who, who they're trying to maybe find a reserve role on, on defense as well. So that'll be really interesting. But one more week for – Malcolm Rodriguez and Derek Barnes. I think that'll be an interesting one in Pittsburgh next week to see just kind of um, who, who who's going to be that guy yeah. next to Alex to kind of start, even though, to your point, I think they are going to be rotational guys. It'll be interesting. The kicker battle, um, you know, it, it was funny. It is a battle. So the first two weeks, I don't think Austin Seibert missed a kick. No, he was lights out. He was lights out. And then Dan Campbell makes the comment, right? Yep. He says, hey, you know uh, – I, I think Siebert's a little bit ahead right now. He's obviously got a bigger leg. And then I started to see Austin Siebert miss a few kicks here and there in practice and here and there. And, uh, you know, he, look, you, he missed a 55-yarder on, on Saturday, but 55 yards, I mean, yeah. that's – you can't kill a kid for that. I mean, that's that's a tough – I don't know what, this, what the percentages are, but mm-hmm. certainly once you get over 50, the percentage drops considerably. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's still got the edge, but it, I think 
It's maybe is it a little bit closer than it was after the first two weeks? I think the gap is being closed I for sure. It, and so this will be another interesting week in, in Lions camp and then next week in Pittsburgh. Um, I would expect them to do the same thing, give one guy a half, another guy a half, and kind of see where that shakes out. Their numbers in terms of uh, kicking field goals, extra points were very similar um, last week or last year, excuse me. So it, I think that one's coming down to the wire too. Yeah. And that is a battle, and that's going to be important because that guy is going to have to show up every week. We've got one more week of training camp. We've got one more preseason game. Expect it to be a lot like it was here in Indy next week in Pittsburgh. A lot of the starters sitting, um, a lot of the backups and stuff as they try to figure out. Then they're going to make cuts down to the initial 53. I say initial because there'll be some moves Number after two that. in the waiver order there. Yeah, there'll be something's some, going to be active. There'll be some moves after that. So it's always an initial 53 and then we get in regular season mode and that's the fun part. And then we get Philadelphia and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and we just get to see how good this football team really is. It's a fun time. Let's get through one more week. Then we get into regular season mode. It'll be fun. We'll have a 20-minute uh, Inside the Huddle podcast this week. Obviously, we'll be in Pittsburgh next week. We'll break it down afterwards. So We'll keep you guys going through right to the regular season. We'll see you guys next week.